Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Butcher. Terrific. This week, we have our eighth edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. This is something we do every two months, and it's summertime uh, for most people, so there are plenty of stories. And we have a we have an interesting batch of stories to this week, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked I always like these episodes. In fact, our last uh, edition is now our sixth most downloaded episode. Oh, really? So it looks like everybody else likes these episodes too. I think right on. I, I think they're fun, and I think yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Dave was just saying maybe we should do them every month. I don't know if we'll do that, but there's so could, many though. There really are a lot of stories, and we had to bypass like doing my research. I was bypassing a lot of stories, like eh, this one's a little bit better, but there's there's a lot of them. Yeah. All right. But anyway, we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode on the most dangerous sport, that being rodeo, and it really is. Yeah. Kind of, it really is the most dangerous sport, especially yeah. bull riding. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of an, any other sport where you like it, where you actually face the chance of dying. Like, yeah. I mean, race car driving could be dangerous too, but I think bull riding is up there too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and last week we had uh, a rodeo expert, uh, Carissa Clevin, so we want to thank her. She was helping us with uh, her rodeo expertise and uh, helping Dave and I not sound like total idiots. Yeah. So uh, go back and check that out if you haven't yet. As always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor. Hey, you two dickheads cockblocked me last week from making out with Carissa. <laughs> I don't know if that was us. Down, boy. I think that I think you were just you weren't on your game there, yeah. buddy. I need to bring a spray bottle in for him or something. <laughs> well, when we have Jeez. guests, yeah, because we never know, or especially yeah. wi- women guests, yeah, <laughs> then we do need a spray bottle for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and. As always, we want to thank all the listeners. We've been doing really well on our downloads lately. Uh, That's awesome, so thank you, everyone. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. And like I say every week, uh, the ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention, gain more listeners. And it, it means more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. But Dave, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. All right, so our I'm going to start with our first one. It's an all these kind of a lot of these seem unusual. I don't mm. know. This week there's an unusual yeah. theme to it as well. I could see that. Uh, but our first story, uh, let's uh, let's go to the. It's happened at the end of July, and we are going to uh, I don't place where I don't think we've ever covered on the show before. But it's a place that you and I are very familiar with. Hmm. Uh, a place I've been to many, many times. We are going to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Vegas, baby. <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas is like, what, five hours from Salt Lake here? Yeah. About five hours. Yeah, five and a half, maybe. Do you like Vegas, Dave? Yeah, not really. Do you? No. It's it's in a weird place, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's too crowded, and it's a place where everyone just gets dopey, to be honest. <laughs> I think Vegas is like, fun for mess. like a weekend. Uh, any longer than that is too much, I think. Especially if you're there to party, then yeah. uh, after the second day, there's just a constant hangover. It feels like, but <laughs> hangover is kind of a. It's actually a really good idea of what people expect when they go yeah. there. Yeah, I'm just gonna let loose and do whatever, and, and then the next morning, and yeah, uh, it's that stuff happens there because there are people oh, egging yeah. you on. Hey, take this. I know. I've hey, been there doing here, it. Come here. <laughs> 
but uh, Vegas can be fun unless you're. Well, then you, you gamble a lot and you could lose money really easy. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had decent luck gambling there. And the last time I was there, I was out with friends and we I won like 150. Oh, right on. Playing craps. Oh, okay. Craps is my favorite game. Nice. All right. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> uh, back in late July, Las Vegas was infested with millions of grasshoppers. Oh. Did you ever see this? I heard about it. Okay. I didn't read it, though. And they invaded all over the city. They were all over the strip by the hotels and in the suburban areas. They were everywhere. Isn't that crazy? Uh, the type of... Someone should have dressed like Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Let my people go. <laughs> And the the type of grasshopper is called the pallid winged grasshopper, which is a common common desert species there. Huh. And this was covered all over the news, uh, all over the country. And there are plenty of videos and pictures that show this. And it it's really is crazy. There they are everywhere. And the coolest video I saw is from the light that beams from the Luxor. <laughs> you that's know, where Moses would have gone. <laughs> that's, that is where he would have gone. Uh, but yeah, the pier- the Egyptian themed hotel, like a pyramid, has a huge light that goes up really far out in the sky. Yeah, like well, they, pilots say they can they see. Say, it. Yeah, I think they said they can see it from space. It's really, I don't it's know, it's so powerful. That, but... Like it's it puts off so much heat that like it, it has this massive cooling system. Yeah, I know just pilots can see it in the sky, but yeah, um, yeah they are all over in, in the video. They're they're um, <laughs> you can just see all. It looks like it's snowing. But it's just oh, grasshoppers. Oh. I'll put a I'll put a link uh, on the description below if people want to see it. But yeah, it's they were all over the strip and they are attracted to those big bright white lights, mm. which Vegas oh. is known for. That's how you could have killed them. You're then. not gonna get out of get Vegas. that Luxor light going for a while and then all of a sudden flame it. <laughs> uh, the people they have Moses do that too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> But the people in Vegas, a lot of them just didn't know how to handle this problem. So it created a little bit of a panic. Nothing crazy, but a little bit. Uh, Luckily for everyone, the grasshoppers don't pose any real threats. They don't bite. They don't carry diseases. uh, They won't even damage lawns by eating them, I guess. Uh, The only thing they do is annoy you. So really just a nuisance is all it is. (laughs) And this isn't the first time. Free food. <laughs> yeah, people, I, mean, I guess you could eat the grasshoppers if you want to. Dip them in chocolate, you know. Uh, You're in Vegas. Try it. <laughs> what happens to Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> I don't think. Eating grasshoppers. <laughs> but uh, this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, there are records of this happening all the way back to the 60s. And uh, it still can happen once in a while today. Mm. Um you wonder where in the world they would come from in Vegas. That place well, is a desert. They don't come There's from. Nothing... They come from further south, actually. Wh- from. Well, I, I think I'll. T- I think I touch. Oh, into do it they? In okay. Here. Do so, you? okay. Uh, one woman who is around thirty years old says that she has seen it happen around four or five times in her life. Okay. So it gives you a rough idea of how often it can happen. Huh. Now the reason for this is from the weather. With uh, there being a much wetter than average winter and cooler spring temperatures, under these conditions, the grasshoppers reproduce in larger numbers. And they actually migrated hundreds of miles north and were uh, attracted to the bright lights of Vegas. So they're from further south. I wonder if it's from Mexico then. Maybe. Feel some farms in Mexico or something? Arizona, Mexico, maybe. I don't know. 
But uh, Vegas uh, has nearly doubled their yearly annual precipitation already. Oh, wow. The average is 5.92 inches, and already this year, it's at 9.94. Jeez. So, I don't know. I guess that's good. I don't know. Yeah. We, I think we had a wet, more, much more wet uh, I think we did, too. Yeah. Year as well. Yeah, our spring. In I think fact, the, it was cold up until... May? No, it was into June, remember? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it would rain. We'd have storms all the time. Yeah, I think yeah, it, was it was a little cooler in the West. It was a different weather pattern this year, yeah. But uh, this, uh, every once in a while, like I said, it happens. So it's not a new phenomenon. But uh, an expert said this was one of the um, biggest swarms he's seen in the last 40 years. Mm. But there has um, definitely been worse throughout history. The same expert said that even if they do lay eggs, these eggs will not survive in the Las Vegas heat. Mm. He also said the grasshoppers will hang around for a week or so before going further north and be dead by August. Mm. So all these grasshoppers are probably dead by now. Uh. And I encourage everyone to uh, look up a few photos or videos just so you can see how many there actually were. It, It was insane. But these big swarms of grasshoppers or locusts, uh, I learned I, I learned that um, they are kind of different uh, grasshoppers and locusts. They're different species. Oh, okay. They're, yeah. Uh, but these swarm events aren't super uncommon throughout all of history. Like we we're saying, you said Moses. Mm. That's kind of what you think of as biblical yeah. times. Yeah. And luckily, we don't react like they did back then in biblical times when you see a giant swarm. Yeah. They thought the world was literally going to end because the sky gets black from the swarm. Yeah. And they did see these grasshoppers. They said they could see it in the weather patterns from space. Weird. So wow. they picking it up like a cloud. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the weatherman. And it's going to be cloudy mm-hmm. today. Grasshopper cloudiness today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so... But, well, in fairness, like, when swarms like that would happen back then, and they would, like, eat all the crops, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a big problem for them. But the, the grasshopper, uh, grasshoppers of Vegas, not a very big deal. Yeah. Interesting there's story, though. There's nothing for them to eat there. Huh? There's nothing for them to eat there. Yeah, there's really not. So, yeah. I don't know what, what their the goal was to go in there. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, interesting story. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. But, okay, let's move on. And for our next set of stories, it's going to be a callback to some of our early episodes on our our Yellowstone episodes. Oh, okay. uh, Which I still think are some of my favorite ones uh, that we've done, even though they were um, way back. But these these are some of our best um, downloaded episodes as well. But let's talk about uh, a favorite pastime of ours, Dave. Uh, let's talk about stupid tourists of Yellowstone. <laughs> let's let's do it. <laughs> uh, Dave, if you remember last year in the Yellowstone episodes, we talked about, well, was lots of dumb tourists, first off. But specifically, we talked about a guy who harassed a bison. Yeah. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. He was drunk and he was har- harassing a bison. Yeah. I mean, this story is kind of similar. And there isn't an exact date on this one, but this comes... From a video posted online of a man who decided to pet a bison uh, on its head. And the man who is older and should know better, he, he looked like 50 or 60. Uh, maybe he was European and didn't, I don't know. But there is a bison right next to a crowded boardwalk. Um, 
I don't want to say near Old Faithful area. Okay. Kind of near Geyser area, so people can walk on the boardwalk and be safe. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> which happens there. Uh, so other smart people who would, uh, you know, just kind of move to the side and walk by. But this guy had the urge to give it a little pet. So he he literally he just he looks at the camera. It's like his buddy's filming him or something, and he looks at it, and then he goes and pets the bison, like pets it on pats it on the head. Uh, luckily for the man, the bison is they're kind. There is a small barrier between them. Oh, what is it? Kind of a little small fence because they're on the boardwalk, so it's a little, okay. got a shorter fence on it, and the bison's right next to it, and he pets oh, okay. it. So it was a little barricaded. But still, if the bison wanted to, it could have got him. Yeah. And the other thing is that it could have got somebody else nearby. Yeah. So he's not just putting himself in danger. He's putting everybody near him. And, and he's right yeah. next to other people. Yeah. You remember that story with uh, the little eight-year-old that, get, that uh, the bison flings up in the air? Yeah. Because all the other tourists were crowding around it. Yeah. And they were close, too. But her, their parents and that her were walking behind it. And it turned on them. Yeah. For some reason. And I have a near identical story to that one next. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the guy gets, he pets it, but it does walk away. Nobody got hurt, but still, it's a it's a wild freaking animal. Yeah. And he is, yeah, like I said, he's not just putting himself in danger, he's putting everybody else in risk, too. It's just an asshole move all around. Yeah. Did he get fined? Um, so park officials said they were investigating it and trying to find the man in the video, but to my knowledge, they haven't. Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and you would get, you definitely would get fined That's for like, something like hey, this. check this out, we're going to rob the 7-Eleven <laughs> and post it on YouTube. Yeah. It's like, you what an idiot. Well, I don't know if it was him who posted it. It might have been somebody else who his buddy recording it. It looked like his buddy because at the, yeah. after the end, he's like, I did it. But I think there might have been another video of somewhere else, somebody else. Somebody showed the park officials. Oh, so, okay. And I don't know the exact story on that. Huh. But yeah, just an asshole move all around. Don't yeah. do that. So we have another Yellowstone bison story. This happened on July 22nd, I believe near Observation Point Trail in the Old Faithful Geyser area. Witnesses claim that a group of around 50 people were within 5 to 10 feet from a bison for at least 20 minutes before it launched an attack. Gee. And there is a video of this too. In the video, you see the bison run after some people, but the closest person to the bison is a nine-year-old girl. Oh, that's the one I read then. Is this the one you I read? No, we'd covered We've that. covered another story just like it. So oh, okay. It's not an unusual thing to happen. Okay. Uh, we co- we covered another one where they were taking a selfie and the bison attacked them. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this is a nine year old girl from Odessa, Florida. Uh, the bison gores her and tosses her up at least 10 feet in the air. I oh. saw the video of this and she went up high. Oh. I'll put the video up of this as well. It's interesting to see. But uh, this poor girl, she's just following the grown-ups, you know, who get too close. And bison are very unpredictable and could charge at any minute. And they're huge and they're dangerous. Yeah. So the poor girl was taken to the Old Faithful Lodge Clinic for treatment. And she was later released. She got pretty lucky. Mm, Okay. Uh, that she didn't have any really bad injuries because that bison really launched her at least 10 Jeez. feet in the air. 
Now, I can't confirm this part, but one witness said that the girl's family was actually right near the bison. She said that they were petting it. Oh. She said they were petting the bison and getting really close and invading its oh. space. If that's the case, you wish the family got the attack, not the poor nine-year-old yeah. girl. It's not her fault. But how stupid uh, to put yourself in danger and then your children in danger. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. But I, that's just really stupid. Yeah. Gee. If that's what really happened, we don't know exactly for oh, sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, we don't know for sure. And the rule for bison is to stay at least 25 yards away. But yeah, those are some of the most recent stupid people in Yellowstone stories. I do love some dumb tourists. Yeah. And they make for good stories for us, but they suck at the same time. (laughs) So uh, go back and listen to our Yellowstone uh, episodes if you want to learn more about dumb people in Yellowstone. All right, so let's change things up a bit, Dave. And we are going... uh, We're going to get a little more serious here. Okay. For the next story... We need to go to the Philippines. And this takes place around August 14th. Well, uh, more specifically, we go to uh, Balamak, I think that's how you say, in Palawan in the Philippines. Hmm. Which is like the the southern part of the country, southern islands. Okay. And let's meet a 10-year-old boy. I don't get his name, but what happens? Apparently, he is on a small boat with two older siblings near the town of Balabak. That's how you say it. Okay. When all of a sudden, the boy was yanked into the water. Oh, no. What do you think got him? Crocodile? Yeah. Oh. Saltwater crocodile. Now, there isn't much substance to the story, unfortunately. A lot of the... Um, when you get to different parts of the world, it's hard to find meat on the stories, like as opposed to the. Are you making more puns? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> that was not a pun. Okay. But like in the United States and Canada and Australia places, like we get like the news yeah. coverage is much better. Like for a lot of the yeah. articles and say the Philippines, like there's just not that much to it. But the boy was grabbed by the croc and taken underwater. The boy's father and other villagers failed to find the boy after an overnight search. Oh, man. But a fisherman discovered the boy's half-eaten remains in a mangrove swamp. Now, a story like this in the area isn't exactly uncommon. No, I I bet it's not. No, just back in February, a 12-year-old boy was grabbed as he swam in the river However, he was lucky and escaped when his siblings hit the croc on the head with oars until it finally let him go. Nice. Uh, Then sometime last year, a crab fisherman was killed and half eaten by a croc. Wow. And he died three months after his 12-year-old niece was dragged away by a croc and never seen again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So crocs are obviously a bit of a problem in this area. Yeah. God, that's, you know, that's one of those things that's hard to fathom. With it your really kid is. Have, having your kid, you know, it'd be heartbreaking. She's like there one sec, gone, never seen again, yeah. taken underwater. God, yeah, we deal with cancer and they deal with Crocs. <laughs> well, I'm sure they have cancer there too, Dave. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's a first world problem, isn't it? Because the way we eat and all that and just being sedentary lifestyle. I, I don't. 
I don't know how accurate that. I'm not going to give that any justification because I don't think that's okay, right. Okay, if I don't. <laughs> I think cancer is a worldwide problem. Yeah. Okay, enough about cancer. You're gonna you're making us sound stupid by bringing that up because we don't know. Let's go back to Crocs. Okay, Crocs. Crocs, though, man. In my opinion, they're like they're probably some of the the most one of the most dangerous animals on the planet. And you know how you're afraid of sharks. Yeah. Crocodiles might be my equivalent to oh, your really? sharks. Yeah. Hey, I want to take you to Alligator World and uh... I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. I'm not. I'm not gonna get near them. All right, I'll then I'll take you. you to the Nile. Let's go to the Nile. See, yeah, I'm not gonna go swimming <laughs> in a big river. Get your. I'll film it, and you'll be up there. Oh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, if you want to know more about crocodile stats, uh, you can go to a website called Crocbite. We talked about it in our crocodile episodes, and it will show you all recorded croc and gator attacks. I mean, crocs attack. Way more frequently than sharks. Wow. A lot, like, uh, 100% more almost. Hmm. But, and this story was uh, a late a late find of mine, and actually one of our listeners, Amanda J., emailed and wanted to know when we will cover crocs again. So oh. I figured there's probably a good croc attack somewhere that's happened the last two months. Sure enough, there was. Nice. Also, we will do more croc stuff sometime. We will do a solo episode on the Black Cayman, and we will do one on the Salties, the saltwater crocs as well. So, yeah, just a little shout-out to listener Amanda J for this nice. story. All right, and while we're on the deathy side of things, let's cover another death. Okay. This story happened August 21st, and we are going to Canada in the North Northwest Territories. And let's meet a man. He is Julian Gauthier, and he is 44 years old. He is a French music composer. Oh. Julian and his friend, a biologist named Camille Toscan. Ah. Hmm. The pair had planned to spend 30 days traveling downriver from Fort Province, uh, west of the territories. Great Slave Lake to Inuvuk on the shores of the Arctic Ocean. So Jeez. big trip. And they're traveling on, uh, I think, kayaks, too. Oh, that doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gee, every time you bring the paddle up, get a little drizzle of uh, freezing water freezing down water, here, yeah. it's like, ah. <laughs> You could just wear some rain, uh, anti-rain outfit, man. Sure. Yeah, right. I probably just wear a spacesuit so that there's <laughs> nothing that would get. And in. you do get cold easy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but uh, Julian is a composer, and he uses sounds of nature in his music. Oh, and that's what why he's out here doing. Uh, he's out here doing research, trying to get sounds of nature, and he this he does this to create original compositions. Uh, He's done this before, and he's used the sounds of penguins, seals, sea, sea elephants, and I guess he extracts uh, rhythms and melodies from the, from them onto a symphony. Interesting. Yeah, interesting idea there. I never heard it. I didn't get a chance to hear it, so I don't huh. know how it sounds. But yeah, interesting idea. So now he is up in Canada trying to gather more sounds, and he's also he's also an adventurous kind of guy. Enjoys doing this kind of stuff. So. Okay. He's, He's, him and his buddy are having fun out here. Uh, Julian and Camille planned on camping along the McKinsey River one night. 
So it's nighttime, and both men are sleeping. And something comes into their campsite. What do you think it is? Black Mamba. <laughs> Not a Black okay, Mamba. Okay, bear. It's a bear. What kind? We don't know. Oh. So a uh, bear enters the campsite, breaks into Julian's tent, oh. grabs him by the neck and shoulder, oh. and carries him off into the forest. Oh, gee. Can you imagine being a Camille here? Like, what do you do? Your buddy just got dragged off. Do you go after him? I, Record it and make music out of it? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Record it. <laughs> Maybe that's what he would have wanted. <laughs> Be like, um, oh, what's his name? Timothy Treadwell. When oh, we covered yeah, him. Yeah, yeah could make music out of those screams. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear, listen to that composition. <laughs> no. But the next day, Camille found another group of travelers who then alerted the authorities. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, they sent a helicopter to evacuate the camps, the campers and search the area. Hmm. Uh, they did eventually find Julian's body, but I couldn't find any information on the condition of the body. Oh. It never said. I, I don't know if the bear was eating him or not. I, it didn't never said on any oh. of the sources. But uh, also, both a grizzly bear and black bear in the area were killed. And mm. authorities will conduct nec- necropasis. Nec- did I say it right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Anyway. To determine if either animal was involved in the incident. So we don't even know what kind of bear it was yet. Uh, that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. And we just don't, we don't know. I, I couldn't find anything new on the, on it. So we, I may, they, maybe they still don't know. I'm not sure. Huh. But uh, also shout out to longtime listener, Kelly Lair. Uh, I know she really likes bear attacks so much. She said that bears are to you what sharks are, or bears are to her what sharks are for you. Oh, really? She, yeah. Oh, man. So, you know what? Uh, just for her, let's do another bear story. All right. <laughs> and this one actually happens here in Utah. Ooh. Not very often we have an animal attack here in Utah, but I always like to try to cover them when we can. Yeah. This story happened back around August 10th-ish, and it happens in Moab, Utah. Moab is in southern Utah. Southeastern, Southeastern, yeah. yeah. It's kind of more of a deserty area. Yeah, like when you see the arches and things like that. That's yeah. It's kind of what Moab looks like. Yeah, red rock and yeah. It's kind of a famous place. Yeah. Uh, they you do, in fact they do the uh, the arable arable Red Bull air races. They've done it there oh, in Moab. There? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, but yeah, we uh, this happens along the Colorado River in the Dewey Bridge Campground, and we meet a 13-year-old boy who is sleeping at the campground, and, well, he wakes up to find a bear biting him across the face. Oh, my goodness. And this is another one of those stories where I just couldn't find a ton of details on other than that, really. Gee. But, uh... The bear obviously is a black bear, and the boy said the bear wasn't much bigger than him, so this was a smaller bear. Huh. Now, I, I do believe that like uh, desert bears are smaller in general. Okay, Same with like yeah. desert cougars. They're a little yeah. bit smaller. Uh, maybe this was a juvenile. I don't know. Hmm. 
because it attacked a human, the bear was tracked down and was euthanized. That's weird for it to do that. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, but yeah, bites him across the face. And that was kind of it. The boy's in fine shape now. It, oh. it wasn't a serious injury, but it happened here in Utah, so I thought I'd bring it up. So after it bit him, did it just let him go then when he started screaming or something? Or? Yeah, that's oh. what I got out of it. That I didn't have, I, every our, um, source didn't have information on that. Couldn't find oh, a detailed okay. source. Well, yeah, there's another bear story. I wonder if he was testing that or something. You know, maybe thought he, was, you know, sees it sleeping. Maybe he thought it was dead or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Checked it out like a shark does, you know. <laughs> I can only really tell with my teeth. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for our next story, we need to go down under, mate. Let's go to Australia. Uh, actually, in northern New South Wales. And this happened August 19th-ish. Northern New South Wales. New South Wales is like a <laughs> Providence or state, whatever you want to call that it. That whole name just sounds it's contradicting. Northern, Northern New, yeah, New, New South Wales. South Wales. <laughs> Wales, which is old. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't get it. Anyway. All right. Let's meet a five-year-old boy named Lewis. Lewis Dyer. Now, he is just outside in his family's backyard playing with his older brother just doing what kids do now inside is his father Brenton Dyer he was just inside when all of a sudden he heard some noise coming from outside and it's a it's a strange sound actually you know and it, it, he listens to it listens to it a little bit longer a little harder and then he's like oh this this is a song and do you want to know what song it is yeah. All together now, tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, maybe he didn't hear a song playing, <laughs> but I did want to add that in. Oh. But because what he did see uh, was a kangaroo outside. Oh. And this kangaroo is attacking little Lewis. How old's Lewis? He was five. Oh my goodness! The kangaroo. Stupid kangaroo. Yeah, the kangaroo was. Ring the bell. <laughs> ding ding. Here he goes. <laughs> kangaroo Start the box. boxing match. Yeah, the kangaroo was a male eastern gray kangaroo. Uh, so Brenton, the father, ran as fast as he could and tackled the roo. Nice. And this roo is a big, it's like almost six feet tall. Yeah, aren't the eastern ones the big ones? The reds are the, the biggest oh, ones. But okay. these these guys are still really big. Oh. It, so the he tackles the roo. Uh, the roo then gets up and they have like a standoff with each Ooh. other. Brenton and the roo do. And they, they I guess they look act like they're going to duke it out with each other, you know? Nice. Kangaroos do that. They puff out their chest. <laughs> funny, and they've yeah. got big arms sometimes and... Well, their kick is their most devastating thing. Yeah. But uh, Brenton defended himself and tried to put distance between himself, his uh, his son, and the Roo, until the Roo finally hopped away. Gee. Apparently, there was more than just one Roo nearby, too, but um, this male attacked poor Lewis in their own backyard. Brenton says... If I wasn't home, he'd be in in he would be in intensive care or dead. 
the way the male was acting was attacking him is crazy. I guess he was mm-hmm. really going at it. And we've learned that Rue attacks can they really yeah. are very dangerous. Yeah. Especially to a five year old. I mean, yeah. those kicks, they try to disembowel you. Literally. Oh. They're very strong. They can, yeah. They're just they're they're more dangerous than you think. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis was left shaken, but no serious injuries. Oh, that's but good. he did have um he just had some cuts and bruises mostly to his face. Oh, jeez. I saw a picture, and his face was very scratched up. Oh. Luckily, he's going to be okay, though. He's a tough kid. But, yeah, he he had a lot of cut marks on his neck, and it's oh, all over man. both sides of his face. This Rue was doing a number on him, and his dad's probably right. Like, if he wasn't there, this Rue could have could have killed him. Oh. And as we talked about in our kangaroo episode, there is no shortage of them. They are freaking everywhere. And I read that there is a drought right now, and more roos are going into populated areas. Hmm. And there's always the thought of being attacked in your own backyard. That, that is always a scary yeah. thought, you know? Yeah. And yeah, roos roos are dangerous, and there there's so many of them there in Australia. There's they've been thinking about doing another cull, but oh, okay. people people aren't really on board with it. There's a lot of issues there. Oh. We've we've talked about it in our kangaroo episode and more depth that even the culling stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Dave, I know you have a story for yeah. us. So how about you share? It? Okay. Mine can be considered an unusual story. Okay. This is from in August this year, of course. Anyway, a doctor has helped a man from York County cope with depression by approving an alligator, whose name is Wally, to be an emotional support animal. Uh, Wait, a gator is an emotional support animal? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This guy named Joey, Joey Henney, he's 65 years old. Um, Where is he? He's an ex-Marine. York County. I don't know what state that is. I couldn't figure that out. It sounds like a because Florida there's too, thing. There's too many Yorks, yeah, you know? So it could also be up in New York or up New Jersey, somewhere around there. You know, Pennsylvania, maybe. Is that, they, yeah, I'm sure they would have a York County. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> anyway, this ex-Marine, he had just, he's 65. He just got hit with hard times. Three of his lifelong friends passed away, mm. you know, all within the same time frame. So he started struggling with depression. So Joey says, you know, my doctor wanted to put me on medicine, but I don't, I don't want to take it. I hate taking medicine. So, and then he noticed, well, he's got Wally. He had that, the alligator already. Okay. And he's like, well, you know what? I think he'll help me out, you know? So he got him as a, as a, as a emotional, emotional support. support animal. Yeah. He's never bit him. He raised him since he was it was a little gator. It's okay. gonna probably keep growing, but yeah, it's but, gonna keep growing. Yeah, I think at the time of this, it's it's like five feet. You know, that's still that's still a a big animal. Yeah, yeah. Well, plus think of the jaws on that thing. You know? Yeah, but he he's still he's cautious with it. He's like, there's times where he'll he'll leash it. He'll muzzle the 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 uh, mouth so that, you know, can't open up and bite. Yeah. So he'll, he'll do that sometimes. He's got his grandkids come over. They're fine. He'll, he sits, it sits on his lap. There's pictures (laughs) of him just laying across, you know, on his lap. There's pictures of him holding it like a cat, you know, over the shoulder, you know, the the (laughs) things right by his face. And it's not doing anything. It's just, he's just sitting there. He's the guy's smiling all happy, you know, 
So I can kind of, you know, you can kind of see. It's a Marine, too. What's he going to get, you know? Yeah. Don't get him a nice fluffy thing. Get him something hard, you know, hard and mean. That's that's going to make him feel better. Get him a, get him a gator. Yeah. That was pretty cool, so, though. Or is that a that's, lesson? If, if you know somebody who's a Marine, they probably want a gator. Yeah. Or something dangerous. Here's a shark for <laughs> you. Oh, that'll help me. <laughs> Here's a kangaroo for you, too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's really I, I. You know, I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, gee, that's just an alligator's emotional support." It's you're going silly, too far, but, but hey, uh, we, whatever, whatever helps someone. That's what it's all about, yeah. you know. There is some silliness with that, though, and there some, is some, some fakers. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. it helps them, I don't have, I don't care. I mean, if I was on out in public, and I saw have a guy having a gator, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, I wouldn't be like you need to get that gator away unless it was like a really big gator. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this gator is gonna get bigger, but if yeah. it was just like a like a two foot long gator and he's just holding it, I'd be like, "Cool, man, can I touch your gator?" I would. Yeah, it'd be a different story if he came riding in on it. You know, <laughs> yeah, riding in on a gator. Yeah, that's that's the Florida thing to happen. He's my right? emotional support. <laughs> it probably would work too. You know, nobody's dare to insult him. You know. <laughs> That's interesting. Though. I'm feeling better. <laughs> I, I highly doubt he could take that on like a plane, though. Yeah, I've noticed some some of them because someone had a turkey on a plane once, and after that, yeah. airlines have started saying, you know, we only accept these kind like of dogs and cats, yeah, and re- normal animals. Yeah, that, that kind of makes yeah. sense. Okay, well, thank you, Dave. Yeah. Now I know that you can do that, so I might look into it. <laughs> you feeling down, mate, Matt? You yeah, know? I really need a pet gator. <laughs> Get you a croc, you know, your worst yeah. fear. <laughs> They're not bad unless you're in the water. Yeah, that's true. All right, so my next story is a, a very odd. Um, let's go to India. Uh, India, I think, where more animal-related story has more animal-related stories than anywhere. Yeah. Uh, this story happens around July 26th. So a tiger entered a village after straying out of a tiger reserve in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Hmm. This tiger had been accused of attacking villagers in the past. So what happens, dozens of armed men armed with batons and spears whatever they could find, uh, they chase this tiger and they kind of corner it. Oh, yikes. And they begin beating the tiger. Oh, bludgeoning the tiger. Someone uh, took video of this and I watched it. I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not going to put this one on because this is, I'm not a fan of watching it, you know? It's just really weird. Gives you a weird feeling. Huh. And so they beat this tiger, and they keep beating it until it dies. Oh, wow. These guys are have spears, and they're just beating it down until... Gee, I'm surprised it didn't attack back then. Well, it, we find out it did. Oh, did it? Okay. <laughs> uh, now, tigers are protected in India, and now 33 people were, are, were wanted over the killing of the uh, tiger, and four have been arrested. Gee. And so during this whole thing, the tiger did manage to injure nine people. Mm. And one actually died later from oh, wow. his injuries, his yeah, wounds well, from the tiger. 
Yeah, it's, it's complicated. It's like a huge. It's like a lynch mob, you know. You yeah, know, it just, was. That's exactly what it was. Uh, the tiger's body was then cremated, so its organs didn't get into the hands of smugglers. That's good. Okay. So it's not like part of the Chinese medicine trade or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But this story really puts over how dangerous and deadly these human-wildlife collisions are there in India. And this is an ongoing problem and only getting worse. It's not getting yeah. any better. And this is due to encro- mostly encroachment yeah. into their territories. Uh, my source said that about 30 people were killed by tigers in India in 2018. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 way more than sharks kill. Yeah. Killed all what, of last year. What did they say? They, it, five. Five? That's it? Yeah. Gee. Tigers kill 30. Wow. So I guess we can make that our, our new average for annual tiger deaths. 30. 30. Yeah. But this is a big problem there, and I don't think most people understand the situation that well. It's a very complicated issue, and I don't condone the beating of the tiger at all, but we also weren't there, and we don't know the situation well. Yeah. Did this tiger actually kill people? Has it killed people before? We don't know. Um, this isn't the only time something like this has happened either. I saw another video in my research of villagers beating a sloth bear to death. Gee. In similar fashion, like just a few guys, like this bear was alive, totally alive, gets cornered. They beat it like a a minute and a half later. It's dead. Wow. I mean, they're hitting it hard right in the head too and stabbing it. And for the sloth bear, they actually grabbed, um... They set it on fire. This whole video lasted maybe four minutes, four or five minutes. Wow. With the bear totally alive, and then at the end, end of the five minutes, it's on fire burning. Gee. Really weird. And it, I mean, like, there's just two sides to it. Yeah. I don't condone that beating, you know, the animal, but yeah. I just don't know enough about the situation to, and their side of the story yeah. to give a proper. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, is it a village without guns or what's going on? Yeah. They I don't think many people in India have guns. Yeah. I guess they're doing what they can. It's, it's a really tough one and there's no answer. I don't, I don't have anything, mm. but yeah. Interesting story, huh? Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's transition. Uh, I've got two more stories for us. The next one is about an animal we have never even mentioned on the show before. Hmm. And we need to go back down under. We are going back down under Australia in f- flare tree, flame tree in, I don't know, flame, I can't read my writing here. <laughs> <laughs> flare tree in Queensland on August 15th. Okay. First, let's meet a dog named Lily. She is a Jack Russell mix. And she is somewhere in the yard when she has a run-in with a goanna. What is that? Yeah, what is that? What the hell is that, you might ask? Well, it's a large lizard species. Hmm. A monitor lizard, to be exact. Think of them as like a smaller version of a Komodo dragon. Oh, gee. Uh, That's the best way to think of it, is that way. Okay. Okay. And there are 25 different species living in Australia. 
Uh, it never shared what species or how large this one was, though. But the largest of these goanna species can get up to eight feet. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know they got to that big. Yeah, that's crazy. I think the average for the ones, I mean, six feet is a, kind of a regular size for a lot of these. And I didn't know they were that big. Gee. But Lily is being attacked by this large lizard. Hmm. Her owners, who are never named, but it's a 72-year-old man. Uh, he's attempting to rescue his dog. And his wife is right there, too. Hmm. So they're, they're trying to rescue their dog from it. The lizard then turned on them, uh, latching out onto the man's arm. Oh. And also biting his leg, as well as biting the woman's leg. Oh, and then latched gee. onto his arm. Gee. The man suffered a very serious laceration and possible fracture of his right forearm. Wow as well as severe bleeding from his leg wound and was in um, considerable pain, obviously. So does it spit out? Does it have the, or not spit the out? Venom? Does it have the venom? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I check, I didn't do a ton of research on it because maybe we can cover them sometime. Oh, okay. Because I didn't, I didn't know they attacked people. Or I really didn't. So um, I don't know. Huh. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Huh. And it didn't have rabies. No, I'm just kidding. The lizard did not. Lizard, yeah, lizards don't get rabies. No. So, uh, the man was airlifted to the hospital. Uh, the wife also went to the hospital, and both were in stable condition. A reptile. How was the dog? Oh, oh, the dog's fine. Oh, okay. dog's fine. The dog. Um, the first when I f the first source, a couple sources said that the dog died, but then that was retracted later. And a newer source, and oh, the dog okay. actually survived. Oh. It was injured, but the dog survived. Huh. So a reptile keeper uh, named Dave Ryan said that it's not out of character for a goanna to go after an actual, or to go after an animal like a dog. It's not super weird for that. Uh, he also says these lizards basically eat anything that's made out of meat. They're not fussy at all. So rodents, birds, other lizards, other reptiles. Uh, so something the size of a small dog or cat is right up there on the menu for him. Okay. He also says while goannas are often aggressive, an attack like this, or an attack like this is definitely out of character or out of the oh, ordinary. Okay. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of a goanna attack before. Yeah, me neither. Hopefully there's more. <laughs> maybe we can do an episode on them. Yeah. That's what I wish for. More attack yeah. stories. I'm going to have to... Yeah, I want to look that one up. I I had never even heard of it. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, okay, so I've got one more story for us. Okay. And let's go back to Canada for this one. We are going to Banff National Park in Alberta. Okay. And this happens, happens around August 14th. Let's meet a young family. Uh, they are the Rispolis. The Rispolis. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I think that sounds like an Italian name. Yeah. But yeah, the Rispolis. Uh, Matt is the father. And Eliza is the mother, along with their two young sons. So they were camping. Uh, they're in their tents around 1 a.m., 
And what do you think's knocking on the door? Bear? Nope. Oh. What is it this time? Something different. Oh. What do you think? Uh, moose? No. Raccoon? <laughs> no. Oh, gee. What else would it be? A wolf? It's a wolf. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. This is our, I believe this is our first wolf story that we've ever covered. Yeah, I think so. Other than the uh, werewolf. Yeah, that's true. But this is our first wolf story, because that doesn't happen very often. I think it is our first wolf story. Yeah. Anyway, so a wolf breaks into their tent. Eliza says what happens is like something out of a horror movie. The wolf tore through the tent, and Matt threw himself in front of her and the boys... And Matt fights off the wolf as it bites and claws his hands and arms. They were screaming for help as he fought it off for what felt like an eternity, but it was only actually only a few minutes, the whole thing. Oh, gee. Eliza laid on top of the boys to protect them. Matt pinned the wolf to the ground and held open the jaws with his hands. Then when the wolf started, then the wolf started dragging him out. Of the while Eliza was pulling on his legs to keep him back in. So they're having oh a tug of goodness. war with Matt while, while he's trying to fight the wolf. Uh. So this is uh, some scary shit that's going on right yeah. now. Yeah. Let's meet another man while we're at it. Let's meet a guy named Russ Fee. He was camping nearby. When he heard the screams, and the screams were so intense, he knew something bad mm. was going on. Russ sees uh, the wolf, runs at it, and kicks it in the back hip. Ooh, wow. Russ says he immediately regretted kicking the wolf. <laughs> but it did release Matt and pop out of the tent. Russ and Matt... Uh, are yelling at the wolf and they're throwing rocks at it. Then Eliza and the boys ran towards uh, Russ's minivan for safety. And uh, during all this, the wolf finally runs off. Oh, okay. So after everything, the family goes to the hospital to treat Matt's wounds. He had puncture wounds and lacerations on his hands, but is doing just fine. Okay. In a quote from Eliza, she says, after everything happened, or sorry, in a quote from Eliza, she says, after everything happened, it could have been so much worse. And we are just feeling so thankful that we are still sitting here as a complete family. Matt is our absolute hero. I mean, way more than he normally was. And we are all forever grateful to Russ, who came to our aid and likely saved Matt's life. Nice. That was a quote from her. Um, so this incident is very, very rare. And it's the first wolf attack at a national park in Canada. Huh. Wolf attacks are way more rare nowadays. Okay. There's not that many of them in the United oh, States and Canada. But the campground was closed for a few days while authorities investigated the incident. The wolf was, was found and killed and verified through DNA to be the same wolf. Hmm. Did it have rabies? No, it did not. Oh. They confirmed that it did not. Okay. 
Good question. It was just one wolf, a lone wolf. Well, huh? there, there's a reason. They kind of. I'm going to explain why oh, okay. they think. I mean, it's unclear why the wolf attacked the family, uh, but veterinary tests confirmed that the wolf was in poor condition. Oh. And was believed to be nearing the end of its life. So this is. They believe it's an older wolf. Oh. Which is probably a contributing factor for this behavior to attack a person. Kicked out of its pride? Or, yeah, um, or its pack. Pack, yeah, that's right. It well, was... I think it's a lion or something? <laughs> it was also underweight for its age at only 78 pounds. Oh, gee. With the average being 100 to 150 pounds. They're big, they're big up in Canada up yeah. there. Yeah, 150, dude. That's a big dog. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Good. That would take me. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. definitely would take most people. Also, yeah, I said the tests for rabies came back and they were negative. So that's okay. good. He doesn't yeah. have to get the shot or anything. Yeah. Yeah, a very unusual attack there. Uh, and we will be doing a wolf series sometime soon, probably during the winter. Okay. We'll do a... Oh, there's so much about wolves, very iconic animals all over the world. Yeah. So we will... Probably end up be doing a two to three part series on wolves, kind of like we did with lions. Okay, they're yeah. about the same in iconicness, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. So yeah, probably do something similar with wolves as we did with lions. I do know of a bunch of attacks. Oh, okay. But these are like old, older. I guess wolves attacked. They used to attack a lot more. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Well, because and... it was you know that was before you know man wasn't really encroaching on their territory yeah. as much. Wolves were, they were big the time. Town. Yeah, they really were. I've got stories from India. I've got stories from Siberia. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's, so there's wolves everywhere, different species of wolves. And we'll mm. discuss that some another time. Okay. Uh, I also want to do dingoes sometime. Oh, yeah. We got to do dingoes. We got to do coyotes. We haven't, we've done some stories on coyotes, but we'll do a coyote episode. Okay. Yeah, a lot of dog related stuff to do. Yeah. Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It feels like there, we should have more. I, there was a lot more. I do know of... Okay, off the top of my head, I can give you something. Oh, okay. I didn't... Uh, so there was there was another bison attack story. Oh, really? In Yellowstone. This one wasn't a dumb tourist. So it, I kind of left it, it out. Ha- but it was that. a 12 or 13-year-old kid... He, the or two bison were fighting, fighting. Oh, okay. He did get too close, but I think it was an accident. And so one of them just comes up, and he was he's got a big backpack on for uh-huh. hiking. It comes from behind and tosses him up like another ten oh, feet in the wow. air. But it, it, it mostly got the horn got him on a little bit of the, on his arm, but mostly his backpack. Oh, okay. And then he also landed on his backpack, and he said that his, without the backpack, he would be in a lot more. Oh, okay. He would have a lot more serious injuries. Gee. And there was also a shark attack. In, there were a couple shark attacks in Florida, but they were all really minor. Oh, were they? There was nothing. There was nothing. Uh, no big story with sharks. There was a couple of them. Huh. But, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of other things that happened in the last two months. But uh, we can only cover so many. So I hope everyone enjoyed our eighth edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. These episodes are always fun, and uh, they get a variety of stories. So it's a it's a good topic to do every two months. Yeah. So for next week, Dave, as of now, the plan is to have a special guest. Okay. And it's going to be 
uh, creepy crawly episode one that might give you the heebie-jeebies and raise your skin uh our guest runs a pest control company so uh we're gonna be talking about i think the theme is gonna be infestation okay of maybe bugs uh, cockroaches anything really and uh we'll talk about i i have worked with him personally at um pest control and him and I have a story. So we'll, that's kind of, that's kind of how we came up with it. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a different one, but it's going to be fun. Definitely going to be fun. So uh, be ready for next week. So we do have a couple shout outs to give. All right. First of all, we want to thank Matt Muster. Matt Muster. We will. He's actually going to be our guest next week. Hey! And I told him he couldn't come on unless he gave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I made him do it and he did it. You may now pass. You may now be a part of the show. That's how we run things here. Okay. And Dave, yeah. I haven't even, I don't think I've even told you about this yet. We have a, we have the best kind of shout out to give. Oh. We have a super shout out. Super shout out! I want to give a Big, big thank you to Aaron and Adam. Aaron and Adam! <laughs> I heard they really liked the show, and I, I know that Aaron is only nine years old. Wow. And he's been telling his friends about us uh, at school. Nice. So, isn't that cool? Uh, yeah, except, uh, you know, you got your swearing on there, too. Yeah. Dude, check this out, man. Hey, we're, we're PG-13 here. Uh, that's true. But he's nine. He's fine. His dad okay. lets him listen to okay, it. Okay, good. Then we're okay then. <laughs> Parental advisory. Yeah, that's all it is. But yes, thank you so much, guys. Uh, that means a whole lot. And we're really glad you enjoy the show. Right, Dave? Yeah. So that's really cool. And so, uh, also, Dave, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what can they do? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you don't like about the show, even. I don't care, but just do something that helps you interact with us. <laughs> yeah, all right. That was pretty good. That was your best one. <laughs> you can improv. Yeah. Nice. And if you want to be an even more amazing person, like Aaron and Adam, you can be a producer of the show. You can go to PayPal or Venmo and leave a little donation. That means a whole lot to us. Uh, we don't care if it's a dollar or yeah, it could be more, but <laughs> uh, anything helps. And uh, we really would really appreciate it. I'll give you a shout out, whatever you want. And a lot of this is to try to, um, I want to get some merch going. Yeah. I've been working on some drawings. Have you? I'm nice. not a very good artist. <laughs> so we need help. <laughs> if any, if any of our listeners can help us out with making a logo of some kind, something that's got to be a little different from the cover art that we have on oh, okay. online because doing a big Jaguar face like that would be really, I think that'd be too hard. Someone might be able to pull it off. Well, I mean, they can make a logo oh, you with mean the print or. Well, I mean all the colors and stuff. Oh. So, I mean, we could do a version with a mouth yeah. open and some teeth shown, but just like it's in a logo form. You know yeah. what I mean? So that would be really cool. And if you do feel like doing a donation, you can go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And that info is all in the description below. And to all the listeners, uh, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story. 
of you or someone you know, uh, or if you want to suggest an episode idea, or if you just want to ask a question, or just want to say hi, you can feel free to email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the platforms we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything else to say? No. All right. Um, uh, we got to ask him. <sighs> Colonel Cheetor, you got anything to say, buddy? Hell yeah. Thanks, Aaron and Adam. You two are my new homies. You just guys just bought me a new gazelle leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't say you're getting any of that, but yeah. <laughs> this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>